All right, how's it going, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. How's it going? All right, so uh, we got a lot we got to talk about. Main episode, obviously, we're going to be focusing on Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Fantastic animated DC movie from, man, I think it came out in 2011, something like that, or 13. I don't remember. I should probably pull that up. I will before we talk about it. Anyway, uh, we got a lot of other stuff, though, we got to talk about. We got to start with some news, Ian, because there's a lot of news going around. Not just Batman, but other stuff, too. Obviously, a Star Wars trailer came out, so we can just talk Uh very briefly about that. Um, There's some more Obi-Wan series news. Um, Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, well, we got a little bit of little bit of DC news. Of course, the biggest one, we got another casting uh, decision, Ian, that came out we did. after we had already recorded, of course. so Yeah, we, we can't always get lucky with the well, timing. I didn't expect them to do two in the same week. Back to back. Because well, like, we, like... we recorded in time for the Catwoman one, and then like three yeah. days later... They do the Riddlers as well, and it's like, oh, great. That's well. I mean, they they gotta start filming soon, so I have no doubt we're gonna get a lot more. Yeah. So, uh, Paul, is it Dano? Dano. Is that a Dano? Dano. Anyway, yeah. who's cast as the Riddler? Um, interesting kind of story. It seems like he was like the the second choice to play Riddler from the stuff that I was reading. Huh. Um, at, apparently Jonah Hill was the first choice. I think is the rumor, but then. Dano was like ready in the wings, I guess. They were ready with a offer for him in case the Jonah Hill one fell through. At yeah. least that's what I was reading. I don't know exactly how accurate yeah. that is, but uh so Paul Dano. So Ian, you're the uh movie actor expert. What do you what do you think? Uh Dano, Paul Dano is a really good actor. Uh everything I've seen seen him in, um he's really underrated. Uh, he's kind of like Jesse Eisenberg where he kind of plays the same character but very well but he has a little bit more range i would say um he's great i saw him in prisoners the hugh jackman and jake joe movie which is on my movie list for you he was really good in that um he was a swiss army man and really good in that like everything i've seen in, he's really good and um actually when i heard the the news i was i was actually pretty excited because i think he's a he's a good fit and especially if jonah hill was the, the first choice i'm glad they went with him instead uh yeah, I'm. I, this is not a guy I'm super familiar with. I mean, I know of him. Um, I have not seen. He's been in a lot of like fairly big movies, but they're not any movies that I've actually seen. Yeah. Um, like Twelve Years a Slave, Prisoners, Little Miss Sunshine. There will be blood. Will be I guess blood. he yep. was in Looper, which I don't really remember him in. Oh but yeah, I, he was. I definitely saw that movie, but that, I saw that movie once in theaters and forgot pretty much everything that happened in it. So. I don't really remember. Same That's with Cowboys and Aliens. Saw it in theaters and don't really remember anything Ow. else. There's only one movie when I saw him cast that I recognized him from, and it was Night and Day, the Tom Cruise oh, and right. Cameron Diaz scientist. movie. Yeah, yeah, so of all the movies, I was like, oh, he's from Night and Day. And That's, That's the... not a great one to pick from, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> That's, okay, that movie gets crapped on more than I think it deserves. I think it's, it's, not, a fun it, movie. it's not a bad movie. Um, now, now. But anyway, so you know, just from the look and everything, it's like okay, this look, this guy looks exactly like the Riddler. Yeah, should look. So from that standpoint, that's nice to see. What do you think of uh, about the name change? Name change. Because on Matt Reeves's tweet, 
He tweeted out a picture of Paul Dano with a hashtag Edward Nashton. Huh. I wonder, I, that might just be like story-wise, he starts off as, that's how he's introduced, and then Batman, through his deduction, learns that it's Enigma. Kind of like how they did in uh, Batman Forever, where it's like he realizes that Enigma is significant. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, that'd be, that'd be my guess. Well, the other thing, and this is one thing that I, I got to, I'm pretty sure Edward Nigma isn't even the actual name of the Riddler. Oh, I thought it was. I mean, I think it's always used as that. Oh. But I don't think it was origi- originally? originally his actual name. It was it was kind of a made-up name. And oh, uh, I don't remember exactly where I saw that in. Yeah, but, I, I mean, uh, I, I've never... I've heard of that, but I wouldn't be surprised. But that that's normally the one that, that is used. And apparently Edward Nashton is a name that's been used before. Um, well, hey, I mean, that's just... According to Wikipedia, I'm just looking that up to see if they had anything real quick. And it's it's on here as one of the Riddler's names, so I don't know when that was used or, or if it was just updated now for the hey, movie. I'm not sure. Hey, if anything, it just shows that Matt Reeves is even a bigger Batman fan than we thought. That's a good thing. Yeah, if if that is uh, if that the is case. true. So anyway, yeah. to me, that's a character. It doesn't really bother me because the, the name Edward Nigma, I think already. I don't he know. I feel like the Riddler's one. If there's a name to have some melts, I feel like it just would. F- it fits that character. Yeah, and I feel like if like no one ever did the Riddler, it'd be a case where like they wouldn't use Edward Nigma because it's too on the nose. They would come up with. Yeah, they would probably use like Edward Nashton, you know, to because because then it's kind of like, oh wait, Batman didn't realize that his initials are you know E Dingma, like right. So I mean, I get that. So yeah, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, so that yeah, that doesn't. But I didn't notice that at first too until I was reading some and they were like oh, about the name change. I was like, what name change? And then yeah, I, I didn't see the tweet. Okay. Talked about the tweet. So nice. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, I th- I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be a good fit. And so far, I think the casting's been. Uh, pretty pretty solid so far. And the thing I've noticed, uh, you know, with the exception of maybe um, Gordon, is that they're definitely going for younger casting. So yeah. you can tell they 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 really want to set the grounds for at least a couple of movies. Which which is a good thing. Ultimately. Smart, yeah. Um, That's why you don't hire forty three year old or forty five year old Ben Affleck for your first right, movie. Right. <laughs> One of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know. We'll see. Obviously, we both think Robert Pattinson will be good. Zoe Kravitz, I don't, I haven't seen enough of her to really know, but I, I think she's, I think she'll be fine. Um, Paul Dano, Dano seems though. to be I, pretty good. I like Jeffrey Wright a lot. I'm, I'm still, oh, yeah. I'm still gonna be, I'll be interesting to see what the take on Commissioner Gordon is because Jeffrey Wright is the least intimidating actor in the history of actors. So, oh no, you just haven't seen him in the right stuff then. Well, that might be the stuff I've yeah. seen him in. He's definitely not. But I think even without that, I think his his use the usually the way he plays characters it still fits so it'll be interesting to see what the physicality will be with this character and the physical presence i'll just be interested to see that from him yeah i i I have no doubt about that like really the only cast is so far i'm really not like oh yeah like completely sold on is yeah zoe kravitz but again I'm, i'm still open to being you know, prove it wrong. But yeah, no, Jeffrey Wright, if you watch him in Borwalk Empire where he's the villain, okay. yeah, he's really good. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I like him. I've liked him in everything I've oh, seen yeah. him in. But uh, yeah, but the, the best thing is there hasn't been any casting thing that's like, oh, oh, no. 
yeah, no, like Nick Jonas is Robin or something. Right? You know? Yeah, like, we have oh. we haven't had any of that. So to me, that's that's a really good sign. Yeah, I, 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 again, like Matt Reeves, like he just he seems to know what he's doing, and it, a lot of his casting just kind of affirms the type of tone they're going for, and I like it. I like everything so far. And uh, speaking of the Batman, still we've gotten some different things from Robert Pattinson because he's been on the junket now promoting uh, the Lighthouse, Lighthouse which yeah. is coming out this week, which I'm excited to see. Me too. Um, and I don't know, just just little little things. Obviously, you can't really say anything at this point because nothing's happening. But apparently, apparently they he's seen the bat suit. So again, I don't know how final it is, but apparently he he has seen it. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, he was also talking about his voice, like the voice, and that. Let's see, what was he, what was he saying with this? Um, I I know he. Oh yeah, he was saying that he was taking some from William Defoe's performance in the Lighthouse, hmm. which is interesting. It is interesting. Um, and what he. This is the quote. Is Williams Williams voice in this is quite inspiring for it to be honest. It is pretty similar to the voice I'm gonna do. I think Batman has a sort of piratey kind of voice. Huh. And uh <laughs> which is funny in the article, so it's just like cue the angry trolls tweeting. Um no. Batman is not a pirate. <laughs> which is funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is but, funny, yeah. But but they're they're saying more on just the way like the way it sounds with it being a low like rumbly gravelly voice in the movie i get that 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 yeah. type of thing because like um, from what the little bit i've seen and heard from the like lighthouse trailers okay yeah so i mean i think that that sounds good to me and also there was another quote with him talking about his take on batman being really frightening hmm. that was one of the words that he used and let me see what was it sweet yeah he said like will fr- like frightening and something to lose himself in there was another Another piece earlier talking about when he said something like Batman isn't I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but he was saying like Batman isn't all isn't necessarily the hero. Right. And something else. And it's like that. I mean, that all sounds sounds good to me. Yeah. Again, like everything, everything I've heard from Matt Reeves and Ben Affleck is like they they really understand the character, but they're also trying to actually, you know, put their own imprint on it sure, to the sure. point where they're not, you know, betraying the character and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I I really have no idea what to expect in terms of like how it's going to look and sound, but I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Uh, everything I've heard, there hasn't been any. The only red flag was when it was like, oh, there's supposed to be a ton of villains. Um, yeah. But but according to all the rumors about the way it's set up, if it's it set works. up more as a detective story where he has to find, you know, go to all these different villains as part of the mystery. Yeah. That works. Yeah, because they they had originally like teased that with like Ben Affleck's script where it was gonna be like the first Arkham Asylum game where it's set in Arkham and it's all the villains there. But again, you're not gonna have origins for each villain; they're already gonna be pre-established. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's cool, you know. Opposed to what we've typically gotten in the past, where you, is you have your big titular one villain that he goes against, or maybe two. It's like, no, I, I if they pull it off really well, it's totally fine having multiple villains, you know. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, let's see. So that's pretty much all the uh, news for the Batman. For the time being. The Joker continues to just m- m- murder the box office. 
Well, and, and and it had the great advantage of being such a low budget. That, oh yeah, like, the, the profit is unreal. Yeah, apparently the profit's already gonna be over four hundred and fifty million dollars, which is insane. Crazy. Yeah, that is absolutely insane. Um, it it has a chance to cross a billion dollars. I don't know. You know, we'll see. It still has, I think, like two hundred million or something. But yeah, again, there's not a ton of competition. No. I mean, it was released at a really, really good time. Yeah, it's that sweet kind of late September, October. Um, that, that Venom killed is you know yeah. the same. Yep. Um, but but this is this is ours. So that's even the craziest part. It's incredibly impressive. Um, yeah. Has it already? Is it already? It's it's not yet, but it has a chance to be the highest grossing R movie of all time. I think Deadpool has the top with like eight hundred and something million, but it's yeah, pretty it's close. Yeah, a billion. It, it might. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. So um, we'll see if it does. Um, <laughs> we should talk about the probably talk about the other Joker news. I don't know if you saw. I don't care Bobby. about that news at all. I saw a bunch of I saw a bunch of things about it. and I was like, I don't even care. I'm not even gonna look in any see, of that. See, I don't even care because I already expected and like suspected that that's what happened. I just don't care. I don't give a crap about any Jared Leto Joker stuff. Yeah, in case you were wondering, there's an article that talks about apparently Jared Leto shockingly was upset that the Joker movie was being made because it's like, hey, what about my Joker? And so apparently he complained to the head of Time Warner or whatever and his agent, who also is the same agent as uh, Todd Phillips. And this is whole thing. But yeah, it's like <laughs> I did see one tweet he posted where He's like literally telling people to stop sending him memes about like all the other Joker versions, like you know, making fun of his. And he's like, "Stop sending me this stuff." And, uh, oh he, you know, he's a little salty, but we'll leave that bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care. I don't yeah, care. No. Um, Let's move on. Moving on, Star Wars stuff. We're not going to start talking about the trailer because I want to talk about some other news that came out today. Yeah, I want to hear about this Kenobi news. Yeah, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series has an episode count confirmed. It's going to be six hour-long episodes, which I think is probably perfect. That's perfect, yeah. So uh, uh, McGregor, I think, confirmed that um, during an interview. It'll be set eight years after Revenge of the Sith and follows McGregor's character on his latest adventures. Um so he, this is a quote from Ewan McGregor. He said, the storyline sits between episode three and four. Um, the Jedi Order was falling apart. It will be interesting to take a character we know in a way and show him uh, his arc. Well, he said, well, his arc will be quite interesting, dealing with the fact that all the Jedi were slaughtered with the end of episode three. It's quite something to get over. This is everything we've wanted the whole time, and yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm hyped as hell. Oh um, yeah. But to me, what Kenobi should be is a uh, Kenobi should be the last time we really like visit these characters or really this timeline. Sure. I think that should be like the Logan ending. Like, of course, Dark Phoenix was unfortunately the the real <laughs> ending of the X Men, but everyone recognizes right. that Logan was really the the heartfelt ending. And I yeah. think that Kenobi should be that. Where it's the last time we see Luke. It kind of, in a way, would a little bit kind of redeem Luke. Obviously, you can't undo the Last Jedi, but you know, not being reminded of the Last Jedi, being reminded of the hopeful Luke that we, you know, then meet in Episode Four is like that's the perfect ending right there. And then from that point on, all new characters, all new stuff. Yes. No more Skywalkers or Empire. You know. Please, please, I totally agree. Um, and so apparently another interesting thing. 
Apparently, Ewan McGregor's known about this for four years. Yeah, I mean, I, I know they, I know they've talked about it for for ages. I mean, I heard rumors about it years ago. Yeah, that's what he said. I mean, we all have been hearing different things for years, sure. but he he said he's been having a lie about it for four years. Wow, <laughs> which is pretty, which is pretty funny. So he said it's a huge relief. I, I can imagine <laughs> uh, with it with it coming out now. So. That's oh, you know sorry. that that that's pretty cool, and I can't yeah. wait for this to start. Um, the Mandalorian will start in a few weeks when Disney Plus finally releases. Yeah, which I still have no idea how Disney Plus is going to work. It, I don't either. I'm I'm kind of waiting for all the episodes I, of the Mandalorian. Like today, I was even hearing another thing about you. It's like you have to like commit to like two years of Disney what? Plus or something. I know. I heard I have heard a bunch oh. of really random things and I don't know what is true and well, what is not, but I'll well, tell you right I, now, if that's the case, it will fail miserably. Yeah, no, they can't do that, but you you know they're trying to avoid the 7-day trial where people sure. do the trial, binge watch all the new content and then, you know, discontinue. So they're, I'm sure they're looking for a way around that, but that that ain't the answer. See, what I would expect, this is the way WWE Network is when it came out back in 2014. What it was is you get the you got the first month free, but you had to you had to basically submit like commit to I think it was four or six months after okay. that, something like that to start off, and then after that it's monthly. Okay. I don't think it's still like that. I think it's now just you get a first month free and then it's month to month like most of the other stuff. Yeah. But I know I'm pretty sure that's what it was when it first started. So I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised to have something like that. Another thing is I know I personally am not going to be jumping for Disney Plus because stuff like this always takes about a year to really get going. And, you know, everyone's talking about all oh, this massive library. And it's like, yeah, but, you know. At least seventy percent of that stuff will not be up for at least the first year. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely gonna you know release it in 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 patches, of right. course, you know, so they don't blow their wad. But yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. the way WWE Network was. They started with all of the pay per views in their library, so WWE, WCW, ECW, all that stuff that they had, um, and a handful of other things. And then slowly have added more and more and more content over the past, you know, five years, whatever. They've added, you know, all the Raws and all the Nitro, you know. And I I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way Disney Plus works as well. Because there's just too much stuff. You can't just add all that at one time. I just don't. And one, it's not easy to do just physically with the the servers and everything. It's just not easy to put that much stuff up. And also, why would you do, as you were saying, why would you do that all at once? Get something yeah. where people are going to keep, you know, keep, stay on it or keep adding to it. Yeah, especially just how much they're banking on this. I mean, they're really, this is literally their future. Like, if this fails, like, I mean, Galaxy Galaxy's Edge was a failure. We'll see how Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. does. But really, they're, they're putting all of their money and all their horses on Disney+. Plus. It's like... If this like doesn't go well, it's like the whole future of a company. I mean, not going bankrupt, but like you know, could change everything. Because like I, I read that each episode of like their their live action series, you know, whether it's Marvel or Star Wars, is like twenty five to fifty million dollars per episode. It's like that's the amount of money they're spending on this. Is like it cannot afford to fail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that'll be you know that'll be interesting. So the new trailer for Star Wars came out on Monday. And, uh, I mean, this is the you thing. Go. I I, I tweet ahead. I tweeted about this. 
there's absolutely nothing to get you more excited about this film. Like it, if, this if is you're not already. It's just the most bland trailer ever. Yeah. I mean, it tells we have tell it gives you no information. It it gives you a couple of new locations. Um and that's that's about it. That's about it. I mean, I don't know how much you're paying attention to like the rumors and all the stuff and news, but uh, according to some of the the credible guys on YouTube, like Midnight's Edge and Overlord, there's yep. this really sneaking rumor going around, apparently from people on the inside, that they're still filming. That's what I've heard too. And I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because you look at it, we get we only got the final trailer two months before the movie comes out, and you look at the footage, and it's you know, bare bones, like just very like, again, not revealing anything. Of course, you don't want to spoil stuff, but like, right. I mean, the last trailer we got was literally 80% of it was old footage. And then yes, this one it was so like that, that rumor, just there's some, there's some credence to it. Cause again, it's like, what is this movie about? What's the plot? Like, I mean, eh. like I get it. Like there's a fine line. Cause obviously you definitely don't want too much information, which we've seen from other films in the past, past <clears throat> Batman v Superman. Um, and Force Awakens. I mean, they had like five trailers for that movie. But at the same time, I mean, I, but I think this is different because yeah. there's so much question about this movie and there's yeah. so many people who don't have faith in this movie that to then continue to kind of go about it this way is not building anyone's faith up for this movie. It's different for something like Force Awakens or something where you're right. everyone's just so excited. Everyone's no one no, no one has any expectation for anything right. and just, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You they could have put out not a single thing of anything for Force Awakens and it would have made exactly as much money as it did. Oh, um, sure. But this is different. We everyone got except for the few weird film people that really like Last Jedi. Um we all got oh. burned with that last movie. I mean it tanked Star Wars. It tanked oh, everything. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked everyone's talked about this. Tanked the toy sales, tanked Galaxy's Edge, tanked Solo, everything Box tanked up, yeah. after that. So there's no denying it. Now they have to literally revert back everything and somehow conclude a series with zero story or plot or de- characters developed whatsoever. Yep. All in a single movie. And, and then end it. Yeah, and end it, and there's nothing so far that's happened where it's been like, all right, this is looking like they're moving in a direction. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It, the trailer, it, it didn't make me feel any better or worse than what I already think. It's just, sure. am I excited? I, yes, as a Star Wars fan, of course. I can't not be, but am I... I'm not even close to as excited as I was for Last Jedi. Like, it's not even sure. close to that. Much yeah. less Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, like, like you really cannot deny that Disney is freaking out with this movie. I mean, oh, yeah. we know that they've done extensive reshoots, even if they're they're done filming, which, God forbid, you hope they are. I, I mean, they, they did extensive reshoots. I mean, we're talking, like, solo levels. Apparently, you know, there were, like, six different edits of the film yeah. around. Um, and you can already tell that Disney is, like, trying to kind of control the narrative of this movie because, like, today it came out that, you know, pre-sales have already topped Avengers yep. Endgame, yep. but only on Adam, not Fandango. And Adam right. is owned by Disney and like J.J. Abrams. So, <laughs> and right. so they're right. already trying to like build, like make it seem like there's more hype than there is because there isn't, and that's the sad part. That's true. It's so I mean, true. It, it, the, the box office is really going to determine everything because it's going to either prove 
the internet, right? Where we all said, no, you guys screwed up with the last Jedi. You know, we're not forgiving you for that one, you know, because I feel like with Solo, they just, they didn't even try to manipulate because they thought, oh, it's got Star Wars in the title. Everyone loves Han Solo. This will, you know, definitely do well. And they were just completely gobsmacked when it bombed. So, yeah, you know, it, it, everything rides on this. It does. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I already, I already got ticket for opening night and oh, yeah? they were mostly full. So, I mean, I mean, people Again, are curious, no doubt. It's just big enough where it's going to be one of those things. Is this going to be uh, Batman versus Superman, or is it going to be like, or, or is it going to be like Last Jedi, or is it going to be like the other, you know, some of the other stuff? Because this is going to make gangbusters opening weekend. There's no yeah. doubt about that. It's the not going to bomb. The opening week will be just as much as in game and all those other. I mean, it's going to be up there with all of that. It'll be yeah. But will the second week? You know, that's, that, that's, that's the, the thing. That's what happened with Last Jedi. That's what happened with Batman vs Superman. They they yep. both tanked in the second week. Are people yep. going to want to see this over and over again? You know who knows? Who knows? Um, also, it's is, longer. That's going to affect the box office as well. It's going to be two and a half hours long. How much really? will that affect? Yeah, I can't believe it's that short. I mean, but like, but really, until Last Jedi, uh, like Star Wars movies, like Last Jedi was the longest one. Yeah, because most of them are really just over two hours, and so. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I mean, There's, yeah, because they have to literally make the yeah. entire trilogy in one movie. I mean, yeah. So, you know, tall task and almost impossible task. And basically, this is the thing. At this point, I don't see how we can expect anything. No. I don't know how we can expect anything. I think best case scenario, this movie is just vanilla Star Wars movie. Exactly. I Because that's what they're trying to do, because they're trying to just have it not just and Piss I don't even everybody. know how I don't even know how they can do that because everyone's so fractured already with the Last Jedi because there's so many weirdos that love that movie that well well they can't because like the Last Jedi screwed everything because it it completely deflated like anywhere to go like you killed well, Snow yeah, obviously you, you you set the you know you close the book on Kylo it's like you you kill Luke so it's like there's literally nowhere to go so a follow up to the that movie was already screwed but yep. then Disney is so proud that they don't want to admit that The Last Jedi was awful. Right. So they can't just retcon everything, which is what a lot of people would like, and be like, oh, no, Last Jedi never happened, because then you also wasted a movie. Yep. And so it's like, yeah, they're, they're completely screwed either way. Yeah, there's no way they're going to satisfy everyone. We'll see how no. much We'll see how much they can satisfy people. You know, That's the tall, question. Tall task. Uh, none of us have any faith in J.J. Abrams on bringing anything to a landing either. So, you know, who knows? It's the first time for everything. Um, I mean, tall task for anybody, but yeah, oh, JJ, yeah, sure. you're, you're screwed. <laughs> but he's already got a history of not being able to bring things in for landing. So you know. <sighs> that's the only history he has. Yeah, we'll see. We we'll will see. Two months. So that's all for the long extended news thing because there's a lot to talk about. And uh, now it's time to talk movie swap, Ian, because we yes. both watched movie. And I re- I realized my mistake uh, the other day because I, I, I was thinking. I remember two weeks ago when I was thinking about doing the horror thing. I was like looking ahead and I was like, all right, we can do it that week and that week and that week. And then, you know, then there's the week of Halloween. And then now I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, hey, one more week. Yeah. Cause it'll be <laughs> Halloween. Why would we do another one after that? So it's like, shoot, I should have started that other week. So now yeah. we're going to end up with just two horror movie things, which is, that's all right. I don't, I don't have that many horror movies to begin with. Ah, well, fair enough. There was a couple more I wanted you to see, but it's fine. Um, yeah, you can still do those any time of year, but yeah. yeah, but it's not as fun. Sure. Um, well, they, they well no, they're gonna have to go back down the line for some of these other ones. But uh, well, I mean, it's not like we're gonna do Christmas movies for each other. 
are we? <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> like, there aren't Actually, that many. I don't think there's really any Christmas movies that, that we haven't we yeah. haven't seen <laughs> that are point. worth watching. Yeah. Right, right, right. I I think we're pretty safe uh, yeah. as far as that goes. Um, but anyway, so I watched Upgrade and Ian watched Poltergeist. Yes. Um. Uh, I'll start it off. As a quadriplegic, it must be frustrating for you, someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. If I could find these men, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM, a computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM, the system operating your body for you. Can anybody else hear you? No, only you. May I point something out? In the drone surveillance footage, Sir Bradner, Marine Corps, address 414 Citrus, New Ground. You'll need a plan. I got this. This doesn't seem like a well thought out plan. I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Thank you. Stay down, man. Sam, he's got a knife! I see that. We have a knife, too. You now have full control again, Gray. If you are involved in this somehow, then you need to let me know. Well, I was in the area, detective. There was a gun implanted inside his head. Stan, what do you think I should do? Move, Gray. Whoa, 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 whoa! Man, you are persistent. I cannot allow us to be killed. We are going to finish the job we started. You didn't know that I'm a ninja. While I am state-of-the-art, I am not a ninja. Sure. Uh, you know, I really thought this was going to be a horror movie. Thing. Yeah, looking back, I'm like, that's a, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> and I remember you said that, hey, t- to be fair, you were upfront about it. Um, not, You know, you weren't sure how much of a horror movie it was. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a little bit of body horror in there. But I guess. It, it's, it, it was not a horror movie, Ian. It's not, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Anyway, but talking about Upgrade, so Upgrade was a very strange film. It was. Um, Yeah, I don't even know everything to think with this film it was just one of these weird it lingers yeah yeah it does the pacing is very strange sure um the setting was very interesting i don't know i don't even know i was getting it was like i kept trying to think about because it it, the whole setting like and the the color and all that stuff really reminded me of stuff and Mm. i couldn't i can't put my finger on what it was reminding me of yeah um you know, just the kind of pseudo futuristic, dark, gritty, but bright colors with like yeah. reds and blues and green stuff. It was, I don't know. 
I was like, I've seen this look before, and I couldn't put my finger on what it was. Maybe like like a dread. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Type type of type of vibe. A you lower know, budget, dread. Fu- yeah, futuristic. The colors looked kind of the same, where it's like real bright colors, but also they're muted at the yeah, same time. Have, yeah. Um, and uh, it was like that mixed with like Ready Player One. Oh, okay. Mixed with at least with the virtual reality kind of thing. Right, right. Mixed with the. I don't know, 2001. I don't know. There was there was, there was a lot of stuff in this. It, this movie combined a lot of elements into one oh, movie, yeah. and it was very very unique. Um, the one guy, what's the guy's name? Uh, the main guy. Yeah, Logan. Uh, Logan Marshall Green. Marshall, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he does a fantastic job. Um, and uh, yeah, it, I I liked this movie fine. I didn't love this movie, but. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did enjoy it. It was the story. Okay, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a guy who's in a car wreck, and then he's assaulted. His wife is killed, and he's paralyzed. Yeah. And so then there's this like billionaire tech genius who has this new invention called STEM. That's like a AI implant chip that basically can re it, it like works as a conduit to your brain to your body yeah like takes over your spinal system yeah much. yeah and so basically he goes from being a quadriplegic to being able to walk and everything like that but he finds out it has a mind of its own that at first helps him and then of course takes him over evolves yeah and comes like self-aware happens. yeah yeah uh there was no surprises in this movie Oh, really? Um, I thought it was kind of... The story kind of is pretty straightforward. Uh, the reveal at the end wasn't really much of a surprise. Although it was interesting having yeah. the... Uh, the the ending is ballsy, I think. It is. It is. Uh, I like that guy, too. Uh, the guy who plays Aaron. The billionaire? Yeah. I liked him, I never, too. i never seen him before in anything, I don't think. He was in uh, Hacksaw Ridge. But oh, was I, he? At least that's what I saw, but I don't remember him in that movie, so I'm well, not I know, sure. I know, who the, I know the main bad guy, the the guy he goes after. I know he was the hacksaw ridge. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of then. Yeah, that's probably yeah, because like the main bad guy. Oh yeah, that, the, that, know, that, that's who I was thinking of. That's who I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's yeah. that guy's good too. He is good. Now, like uh, I love any scene. I mean, the whole scenes with. Him and like him using STEM for like his yeah. revenge yeah. is great. I mean, like yeah. especially the first time it happens, where you know he goes in the guy's house and he's getting his ass kicked, and he's like, <laughs> "STEM, I need your help." He's like, "I need permission." He's like, "Permission granted," and he just becomes a freaking like I don't even know, like a Terminator, basically. Yeah. Now that my favorite part of the whole movie is the camera work when STEM yeah. takes over. That, it, that looks that's what everybody raved about. Yeah. Awesome. I'm not even sure how they did that. But somehow yeah, they do it where the camera's like mounted to him or something. Yeah. And so the when he moves, the bo- like the head and body are like still with the camera, but everything else is moving. Like when, you know, it, it's like they do an inception or something with the rotating rooms and the camera's right. sitting there and everything else moves. It's like that, but it's like on a per- on the guy. Yeah, so like when he backflips, you know, the camera is like following him, so he's always like upright. And like anytime he moves, the camera moves a little bit. So it's basically like the fight, the fight choreography reminded me a lot of the Matrix. Yeah. But then like the way the camera moves was like really unique. And yeah, that's what everyone talks about. And just the way Logan Marshall Green like 
contorts his body where it yeah. looks like robotic. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Yeah, that is all. That's awesome. That was by far the best part of this movie. Yeah. Uh, the worst part of the movie is the stupid detective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's horrible. Um, the character's horrible. It's yeah. not well acted. Nothing about it is good. Um, yeah. And I remember it. Another thing, I hate that movie, that trope in movies. I hate it so much. I hate the detective that ends up going after the guy trying to get revenge more so than actually the murderers. Yes. I never understand that in movies. She cares nothing about finding these murderers, but she cares everything about finding out the guy who's trying to get revenge for the murder. I know that happens all the time. And I hate that trope. You're so right. It's so stupid. It's like, why are you caring more about this than that? Well, it's like, you know, they, they see other movies and they just think they have to have that. But, yeah, it's like, uh, you're, yeah. you're totally right. I, I didn't even notice that. But I'm like, yeah, that's in every damn movie. Every revenge flick. That's why John Wick is so good, because they don't even have yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not it, why. But that's well, yeah, one, one of the reasons. reasons. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> one of like, about yeah, 300. But yeah. Instead, the cop comes to his house. is like, oh, I'm going to leave you to it. Right. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> great. Um, yeah. But I did notice that, especially in this movie, because you know that was added just to add another layer that wasn't oh, there. Conflict. Yeah, sure. Um, and so that just bugged me. That that really bugged me. But no, it's 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 a good movie. It's a good movie overall. Um, the action's great. Uh, oh, the yeah. setting is unique and interesting to look at. Um, all the camera work is awesome. So yeah, no, I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, for for a low budget movie, it's it's definitely one to check out because yeah, it's like it it tries something. It's unique. Uh, I no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's upgrade. And then I had Ian watch poltergeist the house looks just like the one next to it and the one next to that and the one next to that a young couple live in it give ken a kiss <laughs> you are so with their three children <laughs> and something more Sweetie, remember last night? Do you remember when you woke up and you yeah. said you were here? Uh-huh. Well, who did you meet? Who's here? TV people. Something's funny going on here next door. Something, uh... We were wondering if maybe you had experienced any disturbances lately. What kind of disturbances? I don't know what hovers over this house.
poltergeist. It knows what scares you. An actual oh. horror movie. <laughs> yeah, an, act an actual horror movie. And I realized one of the reasons why I don't have so many horror movies is because I just really don't get scared. Which, no, which is fair. I mean, I don't watch a ton of horror movies either, but I've... I, I with how how many more movies you've seen than me, I'm surprised at how many more horror movies I've seen than you. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know. But yeah. um but, no, I finally watched Poltergeist. I mean, now, this is now really this this is my second favorite horror movie of all time. Um my favorite is of course Nightmare on Elm Street, but Poltergeist is a really close second. I I I love this movie. But anyway, go for it, Ian. Well, I mean, I, I can see why. I can see why it's, you know, hailed as one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Because it's weird. I can't... There's a couple moments that definitely, like, I, I'm, you know, not necessarily scare me. But definitely, like, what I hate, like, or not what I hate, but what I love is, like, things that aren't startling, but they're just, like, unnerving. Yeah. And creepy. And, like, from the opening scene, you have that where, yep. you know, you, you have the TV going to static. And you have the little girl who's, you know hypnotizing how good she is yes uh, tragic what happened to her you know it is um but you know she starts talking to the tv and like anytime that happens whenever there's like a dog barking at something you can't see or like again it's like something you can't see but like there's obviously something there that's so unnerving especially when she was like five and like yep. you know the the voice is asking like how many people are in the house and she's like oh ho, ho. and like you know again for that to be your first scene is like wow but um yeah, it's, it's a weird movie because like you don't really have any introduction to the characters a yeah, whole lot. No, it's just like it jumps right into it. It's really good because like the pacing isn't your typical. What I love, I love how we don't see the freaking family moving into the house. Like we yeah. always see that. Yep. It's like oh, ten people were murdered in this house. All right, kids, you know, pick <laughs> <take> your room. <laughs> like I love how we don't have the, the the titular you know staples and cliches of you know all that stuff. They're like like I don't. Did you ever see Sinister with Ethan Hawke? I did not. That that like that movie is like everything that's wrong with like this type of family <laughs> horror. Movie. That, that has like every cliche of like the the entity being explained down to a T, like the family moving in, like and they don't leave. And that's the other thing I loved about this movie is like when stuff starts like kicking off because at first it's like subtle. At first, you know, right. it's the the TV being weird and the daughter being weird. Then it's the furniture moving, but it's not scary, you know. Yeah. So it's like you need to panic. It's like okay, what's going on here? But then the first night where, you know, everything goes to hell, um, you know, the tree attacks a little boy. And it's like, good God, that, that would terrify <laughs> a tree trying to eat you. <laughs> like, yep. it's, it's, and it, the way they build it up with the lightning is really great, too. Yes, it um, is. But then, you know, uh, Carol Ann is a little daughter. Yeah. You know, she gets taken. And it's brilliant to do that because then that gives you a they reason. can't leave. To, exactly. Because if she wasn't taken... Dude, as soon as I grab the, the son from the tree, we're getting in the car. If the dog makes it cool, if he doesn't, he's staying. Like, we're dragging out of there immediately. So so there is so brilliant. To, yeah, they had a little girl taken, but they know she's alive, yeah. so they can't leave. Yep. Oh. So from then, you know, you, you bring in, like, the paranormal experts who Again, this really movie good. was just a couple years before Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. We almost could have had a crossover. I'm just saying. Oh, that would have been so good. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about, you know, it's such a different movie. It is. But I mean, I feel like they could have made it work, but yeah, me, yeah. there are a lot of comedic moments in this. It's pretty are. funny. But I mean, I feel like that's definitely part of the Spielberg, you know, yeah. touch to it. No doubt. But I mean, uh, like, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that 
Um, I I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, that's all right. No, I but I like, like you know, again, like like a lot of movies in the eighties, especially a lot of Spielberg movies, all the characters feel real. Yes. Okay. Like, that. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. You you mentioned not seeing the family move in. Yeah. And, and there's no character introductions. Like we yeah. literally just spend like several days watching this family. There's no plot. Nothing is happening. We're just watching the family. So instead of having to get character introductions and these big moments to be like, this is this character and this is this character, we just get to watch a couple of days of the yeah. family to organically find out about all the characters. Yeah, basically. And, and again, like you, you would hear about that and like, oh, that's, there's not a whole lot to it, but it's great because like you're learning, we're just as oblivious to what's going on as the characters are. Right. And so like we're slowly learning with them. Okay. Like, you know, especially when they bring in that one lady the 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 short crazy lady who like you know <laughs> like i don't even know what type of accent that is it's like an old it's louisiana it's, accent yeah or something. yeah yeah something like that but uh but she's great and like she's like the expert who like it's because it's not possession and they, they actually talk about the difference between a haunting and a and a poltergeist which i yeah. thought was pretty interesting but like she's the one who kind of knows what's going on and so like we're learning stuff you know as the like the uh the paranormal crew are learning stuff and like video and stuff is it, great because like again you don't have the that god awful scene like you do in sinister where like a, a professor spells out oh what you have is this creature and this is what he does and this is how you beat him like oh i love how like you know you're just in the dark you are yeah. and um and like yeah i can't say other than like the the initial scene with the daughter and then like the dog barking at stuff you couldn't see like the only really Seeing, so, you know, of course, like freaked me out was a, of course, the damn clown. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you see I should, that clown, I should, have, should have warned you about that one. Uh, I mean, I, like the clowns don't scare me that much, but God, like, I mean, as it soon doesn't as you matter, see that, man. That thing could have no, been anything. That that thing could, didn't even need to come to life, and I was like, get that out of here. <laughs> of course, when it does, it's like, oh, and that's what I love. I love the good fake out, you yep, know, because they, yep. they get Carol Ann back. Uh, and then the, the one chick is like, this house is clean. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, there's still 20 minutes left on the runtime. <laughs> and and I love that. Like the, the husband's gone and they're all like, they all got their guard down. They're like, Oh no, we're good. And then it's like, boom. It's like, nothing's changed. The, the, the room is trying to suck the kids into it again. And I love how it's just the mom who I think was the best character. for oh, sure. She is great. I, I forget that actress's name. It's uh, uh Joe Beth Williams. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause the other daughter died. Uh, the, yeah. the teenage daughter, the teenage yeah, hunter died before this movie came out. Oh, did she? I believe, it, or it was later that year. She was killed by yeah, her boyfriend. Yeah, because I was reading about the curse. That's yeah. you know they, they believe is part of this movie. Because like yeah, four crew members died. Like really yeah. weird stuff. And then of course Caroline died like six years later. But it was due yeah, to but, like a intestinal thing. But uh, yeah, so like very rare. Like yeah, um, intestinal issue, but. But yeah, so it's like uh, the the mom's the best though, and uh, the dad, you know, Craig Craig Nelson is great too. Yeah, but the, the mom steals the show, especially that last act where it's like, <laughs> I love how it's like you know all this crazy stuff is going on, and she's like just over it. She's like, no, you're not taking my kids. <laughs> you know, she gets thrown into the the swimming pool with the, the skeletons. Which oh is my gosh! Which I don't know is I've I've i always heard that those were real, but then I read that they no. may not be. There's no yeah. way they're real especially for how long they're on screen yeah, and like no. how perfect they are. Like but if it was just quickly, like they floated up in the pool, maybe, but maybe. yeah, I don't, I don't think those but, are. Oh my gosh. Like you just talk about nightmare. Cause this, this movie does such a great job of doing things that are truly scary. She's stuck in this pool with these bodies and then she can't get out of it. 
because oh. the mud is sliding down. It's not anything supernatural. She can't get out because it's raining and the mud is sliding down. Like that's a real thing yeah. that could happen. And so stuff like that are the things that are scarier than, than, you know, some of the other stuff. Yeah. They're just a freaking ghost popping out. And I don't know. Or like, just the fact of her trying to get to her kids. Like the scary yeah. part is not necessarily the kids about to go, but it's her trying to get to the kids knowing the danger that they're in. Like they, they're playing with real scenarios, you know, turned up to 11 with movie and supernatural stuff, but they're playing with real fears and scenarios put into these situations, which I think is part of why this movie is legitimately scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, overall it is scary because I think, again, I think it's just because the, the characters sell, sell it so well. Um, and just the fact that, yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like your typical, horror movie family where you know you've got the dad who's like washed up whatever you got the mom who's like you know oblivious and, and never has an idea what's going on but she's always like you know berating her husband or whatever yeah and the kid the kids who are too perfect you know it's like no it's like everything it, it feels so real despite the fact that you know stuff is spinning and the house is being <laughs> you know like uprooted in like tombstones and oh like it, it's it's so good like it's it, it's a perfect like 80s little bit of cheese like again that kind of spielberg charm that only he mm-hmm. can bring uh, even though it was directed by toby hooper who did the freaking yep. chainsaw, massacre, chainsaw massacre yep. and like, and went, uh he did salem's lot he did a bunch of stuff bunch yeah of yeah movies. yeah he went on to do a life force which was mm-hmm. not great but you can see a lot of <laughs> inspiration from this movie um right. i even i even think they see say life force in this movie um yeah they do yeah but uh, now it's uh like I, I again, I, I completely get why it's such a classic when it comes to horror, and I'm glad probably, I watched it. Probably my favorite part of the movie is when the the paranormal experts come in for the first time, uh-huh. and they're all just over the house, like because they've been in there now for weeks with Carol, trying to find Carol Ann and all the weird stuff, and they're just yeah. and everyone else is they're all freaking out to everything, <laughs> and they're just over all of it, like stuff will happen. They're just like, yeah, it'll flash two more times, like oh just, yeah, just stuff like that, and then. They're like, well, we need to see the room, and they're like, no, we don't go in the room. And then they're like, well, we, you know, we need to see the porn of orange, and they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're like, have you seen any paranormal things before? And the guy's like, we once recorded a matchbox car going across the room yeah. in the span of like nine hours. On, I got it on time lapse. It moved by itself, and the, the, and the guy just looks at him like, okay, opens the door, and the room's yep. just like, just going. <laughs> Yeah, stuff is spinning, and we're just like, okay, yeah. Oh, that is great. That is my favorite part of the movie. Cause yeah, I know. That is so, that is so, and I love how they, like, we're seeing things for the first time, like, with the family at first, but yeah. then we're seeing the weirder things with the paranormal people first. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of interesting, just how we're following whoever's seen it first, which is. Yeah, they do a great cool. job of, like, escalating it perfectly. And uh, another thing, the, like the special effects are fantastic in this movie, and sure. it's another example, which Spielberg, of course, does better than anyone, of the less is more approach to movies, yep. where the scary thing is not being able to see things, yep. more so than being able to see things. Um, so so from that standpoint, the movie doesn't feel, I mean, it feels like an 80s movie, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily feel... I don't know how to say it. Like, I want to say it doesn't feel dated. Obviously it does. Cause it looks like the, an eighties movie, but it doesn't look like sure. a, it, it doesn't, it looks like a film that has aged well. Oh yeah. 
Like there's Definitely. nothing, there's very little where you're like, oh, that just looks ridiculous. Like there's very, there's very few moments of that. Yeah. Cause uh, it, do, it doesn't rely on those moments right. as like the big payoffs. Cause yeah, it's like once you know about those moments, once you've heard about them, you know, it's like if, if you're watching this movie like me for the first time, you know, 30 years later, uh, that, that stuff is going to be as like shocking, you know? Yeah. But and like, yeah, thing, there is only one scene of gore and it's a not even real. Oh yeah, the, when the, the guy's face. face is coming off, yeah, which is actually spe- apparently that was actually Sp- Steven Spielberg's hands tearing off the oh. face, which is interesting. That's um, interesting. Uh, that's really the only scene of any gore, and there's only one death. It's the the boss at the end. Oh, I mean, I don't even think he died. Yeah, he he. Well, he, I think he went down the house, but he might not have even died. No, he he gets blown back when everyone gets blown back from the explosion. Doesn't he get struck by lightning though? No. Because I was reading, like, one of the things, like, one of the I little tidbits. Did. Maybe he didn't. Because I saw it on Amazon, and, and, you know, they'll have, like, random facts. Right. It's like, there are no deaths in this movie. Okay, I was well, like, then, yeah. Well, it, it regardless, I was well, going to yeah, say was, one. But, yeah, no deaths in the movie either. And, and that just shows you how, how good of a horror movie it is. Which even goes back to My Love of Nightmare on Elm Street. There's, what, four deaths in that movie? Yeah, not many at all. In Halloween, there's three? Yeah, exactly. Four, no, no, like no, there's four. There's four. The, the oh, sister sure. at the beginning. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean th- that's the best horror movies are the suspense and the build up. The ju- with a horror movie, the journey is more important than the destination for exactly. sure. And that's yeah. what too many people don't understand. So Absolutely. Anyway, enough talk about that. But that was Poltergeist, so definitely one of my favorites for sure. I see why. Okay, so now Ian, it's time to pick our next movies. We're still in Halloween mode. I know you got nothing for me, so I'll I, go ahead and uh, give the one to you. Okay. Another horror. Now I got a several horror movie, a couple of horror movies that I wanted you to see. American Werewolf in London is one. Oh. Evil Dead Two is another one. But the movie I'm gonna have you watch is one I can't believe you haven't seen. You're gonna watch The Exorcist. Oh man! Because this is an all-time classic. This is right up there with Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Psycho. You know, the Silence of the Lambs. I mean, th- this one is on everyone's list of top five or ten horror movies. It's not a movie I find as scary as m- the majority of people. Really? Yeah, but I'm not going to explain anything about it because I got, you you have to watch first. But that this is considered by many many people to be the scariest movie ever made. And so you're going to watch The Exorcist. Good luck. Okay. I, right, I, yeah. I recommend watching it in between the hours of 11 and 2 a.m. and in pitch dark. Oh, yeah, I'll be fine. That's, that's how I <laughs> that's how I want to watch a, a horror movie. Like, again, like, I'm not the person who's like, oh, leave the light on. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it, that's like not like nothing really rattles me other than like, like real, real stuff. But no, awesome. Like that. My mom is like, that's that was always the movie that scared my mom the most. Yeah, I've watched, and I've been watching a handful. I've tried to been, be watching some horror movies. I rewatched Poltergeist. I've watched all the Scream movies. I'd already seen the first one, I hadn't seen the others. So I watched Carrie for the first oh, okay. time, Hellraiser, oh. uh, Pet Cemetery. I've been I've been trying to watch. A I lot saw of, that, yeah. I don't, not the new one. The oh, original okay. Pet Cemetery. I saw the real Pet Cemetery. Right. I've read the book <laughs> too, which is great. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, just watch right. Zombieland Double Tap. That's not a horror movie. I just want to say I watched it because I enjoyed it. I saw that. Is it? I guess it's worth seeing? It is definitely worth seeing. Definitely oh, sweet. worth seeing. No, it it doesn't capture the magic as the first one, but it, it, it comes about as close as a sequel, as a comedy sequel could, and it, it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed it All a lot. Right. Well, uh, anyway. for my pick, I'm, I'm torn because I have a couple that are a little bit 
actually closer to horror movies than Upgrade. Ah, we'll see. But I'm torn about which one I think you might like or appreciate the most. Okay. Because they're all fairly new. Um, let's see. There's one that's kind of like, kind of like an '80s homage type of horror movie, kind of John Carpenter type of style. There's one that's like horror, but it's like it's not supernatural. It's like real life, like kind of like Scream, but not like satirical, like Scream, like real as real as it gets, but like right. an actual horrific situation. And then there's another that's a little, little bit of interpreting. So I'll I'll let you take your pick. the The first one. The kind of John Carpenter style. The third, the second one, which is like a real life, oh god, this is horrible horror. Where the third, which is kind of like, I don't know, very unique and, you know, artsy. Maybe I would describe it. Uh, well then I'll say no to that one and choose one of the other two. All right, which one? I don't know. Um, we'll go with the uh, the the middle one, the real life. Uh, okay. One. All right, so you're going to watch Green Room. Oh, okay. Interesting. You know this movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that came out, what, like two years ago? Uh, 2015, yeah. Okay, four, whatever. Four years I mean, ago. I know what you mean. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is uh, I forget the director's name. I think it's Jeremy Soundier, something like that. Yeah, um, I can't pronounce this name. Yeah, so he did a, he did a movie uh, called Blue Ruin that's really interesting. It's basically like a revenge movie. But like literally the the main character is like a real life like incompetent like schmuck and he's like trying to get revenge like you would see in any movie but like it's like real life where it's not easy you know like he's like struggling to find a gun you mm-hmm. know so it's, and it was really like people love it and so this was his next movie um, and it's kind of like in the same tone where it's really like real people and so the movie is about this like you know pathetic little band that goes to a this um, like rock bar or whatever and ends up being full of like neo-nazis and they get trapped and uh but the movie is really good because it just shows like how like what would actually happen to us if we were in that situation where people aren't like smooth and like calculated like this is what we're gonna do is like no people are clumsy people are you know nervous when they're scared and it's like it it does a really great job of of capturing that that realistic feel but it's it's definitely not a feel-good movie i'll I'll warn you in (laughs) advance (laughs) but uh it's really well done patrick stewart is great he's a villain very nice. Um, it's pretty cool. And this, this is one of uh, Anton Yelkin's like last movies. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, was this his last movie? Because no, his, his last movie like was a uh, Thoroughbreds, which I saw. I think this okay. was like right before it. But yeah, it's, so it's, it's good to see him. But yeah, I'm curious to see what you'll think. Okay. All right. Very nice. So I'm watching Exorcist, and you were watching Green Room. Oh man, we're gonna have a great time. <laughs> I know. Feel good. Feel good week. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, exactly. All right, so that sounds good. Okay, well, that does it for that. After Now, I, we really got to figure out how to shorten these things. but I know. I don't know how. Um, well, I mean, we just be quick to talk about this, I guess. Yeah, but this is like the main part of the whole show, so I feel bad, I like, rushing through the, uh, you know, the actual main part of the show and just talking about random news and movies <laughs> that we like. Yeah. Um, kind of defeats the, the, the purpose a little bit. Which is why I purposely didn't bring up that I finally saw Spider-Man Far From Home because I knew we would talk about that even longer. Yeah, I saw that you uh, saw that and I'm really mad at you. But, uh, <laughs> why, are you why are you mad? You gave it like three stars! What'd you give it? Two! And I should have uh, given it lower. Fair enough. I mean, but that's like a that's a tepid three. 
I think I gave Captain Marvel three or two and a half, maybe. Oh my gosh. I trust me, that's no ringing endorsement for me. I don't care. Yeah, but three and a half is a ringing endorsement. Your ratings are weird. Three. <laughs> you gave Fletch a three and a half, and you gave Spider-Man Far From Home a three. Yeah, maybe you maybe need, it does deserve a two and a half. I, I think you need to reevaluate your uh, rating system, Ian, and I think you need to do it immediately. Anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, before you go off, yeah, we got to get to the real the real thing of this sh- the show. So since we are a Batman podcast, let's talk about a Flash movie. Allegedly, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> World War Three. Maybe I could have stopped it if I just ran a little faster. The speed force allows the reverse flash to travel through time. He changed something in the past. We have to find out what he changed and change it back before they kill everyone on the planet. In my world, I'm a hero. You mean like Batman? No matter how fast you run, you can't save everyone. We're running out of time. War's over. Everybody lost. No! You'd be amazed the monsters this world can create. There's a logic. <laughs> I promise we're still a Batman podcast. Although, to be fair, Batman, once again, is like the character that, like, is the cool character that everybody fixes on. Like, even though this is a right. Flash movie, it's like. Of course, Batman's got to be, like, the next one to... But it's not like... even Batman. That's the funny part. No, no, no. <laughs> so... I mean, it's all... Which you would hope for, kind of hope for in a Flash story. Sure, yeah, of course, of course. Um, All right, so Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, based off of Flashpoint, the uh, comic series by Jeff Johns. Why... I still don't understand why they changed the title. Like, I don't either. That just makes no sense to me. It's just a bunch of extra words yeah I don't know like why they you... added five or four extra words than it should have been it yeah because they called flashpoint yeah because it's not a justice league movie i mean well i mean there's a lot of justice league characters but yeah no it does not to be does not need to be called the flashpoint paradox i mean it's such yeah. a stupid title i don't know um but anyway this is one of the best animated dc movies in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, this, to me, it probably... I don't even know what order I'd put them in. It, but it, this is the best non-Batman animated DC movie, I think, that's been made. Yeah. Um, other than, you know, Dark Knight Returns and, and uh, uh, Phantasm. Oh, sure, sure. And, maybe, mean, those... and maybe Year One, Under the Red Hood. Second you know, category. Other than those, this is the top of the line when it comes to what DC's done with animated movies. It... Is almost a perfect adaptation with very little variation from the comic. There's some, but not not a ton. The major yes. the major points are all there, and it just goes to show all these stupid adaptations where they yep. change things for no reason has absolutely no precedent because yep. this is what happens when you accurately adapt something and it's perfect. Yeah, it is fantastic. I mean- it really is like it's been so long since I've read Flashpoint, so I can't remember like what the the changes are because like yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have a list. I haven't read it in a little while either. But they're, yeah, they're not they're not significant in any no. degree. But like yeah, I mean, talk about freaking epic! Like, I mean, I don't, I don't even 
I mean, granted, yeah, when you get to the dark side and stuff like that, and, and the war with Apocalypse, yeah, sure, you have, you know, epic moments there. But, dude, like, the freaking Atlanteans at war with the Amazonians, and freaking the Justice League is in tatters. Like, they've, I think they, like, like 100 million people have died already from, like, the yep. war. Like, yeah, so, talk about, war. Yeah, talk about freaking stakes. Like, oh. It just, like, you oh. hear, oh, the world is coming to an end, or, oh, we're going to destroy the world all the time. No, no, no. The world is already destroyed. Like, yeah. it's happened, and it's yeah. still going. Like, the stakes no, it, are there, and it's not idle threats. Like, it's it's there. Yeah, it, and it's so cool to see, like, all the different, like, the weird um, kind of, like, different sides. Of course, you've got Atlanteans, you know, but then you have freaking, like, Aquaman working with Manta and yep. Ocean Master. It's like, that's weird. And then, of course, you have the Amazons, but then you have, like, the little underground resistance with, like, Deathstroke and Lex Luthor. Like, it's so cool, like, just how many characters they incorporate. And, mm-hmm. like, especially that showdown at the end is like, oh, my God. It's <laughs> awesome. So, for those of you that don't know Flashpoint, it is basically a story where Barry Allen wakes up one morning and everything is changed. Everything's different. There's no Justice League. His mom His is alive. alive. Um, he's not and, married to Iris. Yeah, he's not married to Iris, all that stuff. And and the world is literally ending with yeah. this war between the Amazons and the Atlanteans. So it's, you know, it's it's a time travel story. And it's uh, it's basically an Elseworlds story without it being an Elseworlds story because it's still Barry Allen. Which is which is why I think I like it so much. Yeah, yeah, probably. Cause I, I like the Elsewhere, Elseworlds, don't get me wrong, but it's like, there's always that, that kind of level of detachment where you know it's like, okay, this is kind of just a what-if scenario. And it's cool for a lot of novelty, like seeing this character be this way and stuff, but to me, this is so much more like, I don't know, it's so much more impactful, where it's like, no, this is actually like what has happened now. Because mm-hmm. like you actually have stakes later on, especially with Thomas Wayne, you know, Batman, where it's like, you know, I don't want to give it, I mean, I, I guess we can give it away, but it's like, you know, at the very end, you know, he's telling Flash to, to go back and fix everything. It's like, but but doing so means that Thomas will be dead. So it's like, you have really interesting stakes like that, you know, with this type of story. Yeah, oh, that stuff's all fantastic. Yeah. Um, but he wakes up and everything's different. Also, Captain Cold is is the hero of Central City. Like, it's very strange. <laughs> um, uh, they do throw in like a cold opening type thing yeah. where. Uh, Reverse Flash has this big plan to kill Flash and blow up Central City with the rogues, um, which is interesting. So we get to see that's the only time we really see the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. Is, is in that that's why I say it's only scene. Justice League movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, but I mean, even though that scene's pretty cool, though, that's sure. that's fun to watch. Just fun. The to way watch they diffuse the bombs in different ways. Do what? The way they like diffuse the bombs in different ways. Ian, I don't know what happened, but your mic just exploded with like uh-huh. buzzing. About now. now it's very quiet really i think it's better now okay now yeah it's still a tiny bit quiet but it definitely sounds better yeah okay um uh, yeah that's fine okay okay yeah no like the, the different ways they um diffuse all the bombs is, i thought was pretty cool <clears throat> sorry <laughs> yeah. except for superman's which is ridiculous i mean but yeah that just shows you <laughs> his character all he has to do Everyone yeah, else, has, but everyone like, else has to be clever. I don't care how powerful Superman's hands are. There's no way the blast escaping from his fingers 
is not going to kill the other rope. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm calling BS on that. Yeah, especially how big those blasts are. It's like, come on. Right. Yeah, no. I, I, like, I'm sure Superman would be fine, but, like, it would be less. But, but the guy's standing right there. Like, it, yeah, it is going to sneak out. out of his fingers, and it is going to at least tear a hole in his stomach. Yeah, it's going to cut him in half. Yeah, at a little... minimum. Yeah. So I'm um, calling BS on that one. But other than that. It's, it's also how small the bombs were, how big the freaking <laughs> explosions were. It's yeah, like, those much... things were huge. I mean, but that's what uh, that's what Th- uh, Thawn was saying. Is oh, sure. How powerful they were because it's future tech or whatever. So, sure. Why not? Um, but yeah, so that was cool. So Baryon wakes up. Everything's different. And he's got to basically figure that out. So the first thing he does, of course, is... Who would you go to if you don't know what's going on? You go to Wayne Manor and you go to try and find Batman. And of course, he finds Batman, but it is not Bruce Wayne, it's Thomas Wayne. Because in this world, Bruce Wayne was killed by the mugger, and Thomas mm-hmm. Wayne has now become the Punisher. Basically, yeah. He's become I mean, the Punisher. Yeah, I, I, guess I remember it was funny because, like, you know, they announced a Flash movie, and I guess it's still happening. But, you know, they announced it a while ago, like right around Justice League. So everyone's like, oh, well, the logical thing to do would be to, like, do Flashpoint and, like, erase this current DC <laughs> timeline. Right. And, and, start, and then people got excited because it was, like, the rumor that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Thomas Wayne in BBS, was going to come back. And, and which Jeffrey would Dean be Morgan, awesome. Which would be awesome. So I, but then I also see why Snyder fans were so excited because then seeing... <laughs> What this Batman is like is like, oh, he uses guns, he kills people, he's an alcoholic. Which no is wonder fine. He's... Sure, again, like, like Zach, in this type Zach, of story. man, why didn't you just do this? Just say, forget it. I'm doing Thomas Wayne as my Batman, and you know what? That's all stupid, and we don't, and it we wouldn't, sense, so. we wouldn't care. But you know yeah. what? That's what you made. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's funny too because the the guy who does the voice of Thomas Wayne, uh, Kevin McKidd, um, awesome. is yeah, is Scottish. And it's funny because he kind of at parts he kind of has like the the Christian Bale syndrome where his voice is like it's not that authentic you know Kevin Conroy you know or even um, Jason O'Mara where it's like that smooth you can tell he's really having to kind of like distort it and make it lower because yeah. I think it's the same thing that happened with Christian Bale where you know their native accents they already have to do an American accent but then it's an exaggerated American accent so it's like you can hear kind of like the strain behind it yeah. Yeah, no, that that's that's a good point. Um, but it, it there's a lot a of job. there's a lot of big yeah, there's a lot of big voice actors. In this. Oh my gosh, this might be the biggest voice actor. The, it's definitely one of them for sure, because oh, yeah. obviously you have Kevin Conroy doing Batman in a very small role just at the beginning and the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know Sam Daly. He does the Superman voice. Tim Daly. I don't, I don't know. It's Sam Daly. Sam and I don't know who this is. Well, I mean, I like Superman's if, barely in it. I know, but I don't know if he's related to, to Tim Daly. I don't think he is because it's spelled differently. Um be a weird coincidence, yeah. That is a strange thing. But you got Michael B. Jordan, yeah. the voice of Cyborg. Yeah. It's like, geez. Uh, you got freaking C. Thomas Howell as yep. Professor Zoom, who's just fantastic. Feels good, yeah. Um, And then obviously you have some other big, big... Oh, yeah, freaking Carrie Elwes as Aquaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. He's amazing. Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern. Always. Um, Jennifer Hale is Iris. Uh, Danny, uh, Danny, is it Hudson, Hudson or Houston? He says Houston. Yeah. Okay. Danny Houston as general lane. I mean, this is an awesome voice cat. And then obviously you have, uh, 
I don't know Justin Chambers though. He does a voice of the Flash. Oh, I, he he's in um he's been in a couple of stuff. He's like in that Grey's Anatomy show. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen a couple things. Uh, then you got like voice actor extraordinaire D. Bradley Baker in it right. as well, doing like three voices, of course. Um, but yeah, awesome voice cast. Everyone is at the freaking top of their game. Although oh, I will man. say, I don't like the animation. Really? Yeah, I mean, at parts, it's weird. It's, it's like certain character designs I don't like. Yeah, there, there's a couple. Really, it's like Aquaman and Wonder Woman that just look weird. Like their proportions are just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but like most of like Flash looks fine. Everybody else looks fine. Like Batman looks fine. I mean, it looks weird, you know, seeing this version of Batman. But still, it's yeah, it's like Aquaman's head is very small, but then his like body is huge. And then like Wonder Woman, her face is really small. So a couple of things stood out to me. But otherwise, this is nowhere near like what current, you know, DC anime looks like. But yeah, it just kind of stood out to me. Yeah, but it's uh, I mean it it I mean I I like the animation. I get what you're saying. Some of the characters do look a little overall, yeah, a little good. off. But I think the animation is really good, especially for just what what it's been recently, where it's just oh god, not, yeah, not been good at all. Um, but anyway, I don't even know what else where else to to, to start. So the whole world's weird. Just the different things that we get to see. It's just so strange. Obviously, we get to see we see the death of Bruce Wayne, um, and then Martha going crazy. Yeah, Martha Martha Wayne is the Joker in this world, which is very Great. strange, and I cannot believe Zack Snyder didn't do that. But um, yeah, I know. especially with Martha, that could be a big thing. <laughs> um, uh, what what is the So Barry Allen's mother is alive. Um. Then the whole war between Aquaman and Wonder Woman is very kind of strangely shoehorned into the movie yeah. because it has to be in there somewhere. Sure. And uh, it's it's even weird. Like, so the Amazons and the Atlanteans formed a peace thing for some reason, even though the Amazons are just one island. I don't know why Yeah. these two are making, like, uh, ancient they were, Roman yeah, they were never a peace yeah. treat. Yeah, it's very strange why that's even happening. And as a part of this, Aquaman sleeps with Wonder Woman. I don't know what's going. Why? Um, yeah. Of course, Mira Queen Mira does not like that. As no. of course, and so she attacks Wonder Woman, who then kills Mira, Cuts and then that hell. that of course causes war between one tiny little island and a whole nation of sea people. And for some reason, the Amazons have as many of them. As the Atlanteans, which makes no sense whatsoever. No. The Atlanteans should have wiped out the Amazons. Yeah, and they freaking lose quickly. this one. And they lose. It makes, to be honest, it makes no sense. Um, yeah, the I mean, Amazons that, are not like a nation. It's literally no. an island. So yeah. I don't know where like, all um, these people are coming from. Yeah, literally, they'd just be surrounded on Themyscira. I mean, granted, they, they take over England. Like, and they're literally it. an island. The I know. Atlanteans could just swarm. Coming out of the water. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, um, but now they they take over England, so you know they they've invaded sure. that whole country, but still an, another island. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't really make any sense, but it doesn't matter. There's war, no. and it's destroying the world because it, it's basically a war between two super people, and that's that's good enough. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Aquaman versus Wonder Woman, and Aquaman has rallied everyone. I mean, freaking Ocean Master is on his side. Yeah. Black Manta's arch enemy is on his side. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the whole 
And yeah. um, and Aquaman is using like a uh, Captain Adams like power also yeah. as like a super weapon basically. Yeah, yeah he's ca- he's captured Captain Adam somehow and has him hooked up as like this nuclear reactor basically. And then um, and then Cyborg is like working with the government basically. Yep, he's like... the head of the NSA. Um, and uh, Batman doesn't like that at all because he thinks he's sold out. Uh, doing that and. He wants Batman because Batman's the greatest tactician, which I think is funny. Is Thomas Wayne the best tactician Batman? I don't exactly. I don't buy that at all. No, especially like freaking booze, you know, driven. Yeah. Like even admits he's not even a good like doctor. He's like, I'm not even that great of a doctor. Right. I mean, at least in this timeline. It's like, right. yeah, if he, if he doesn't go through all the training that Bruce did, he wouldn't which be. Which he definitely did not. No. Like, there's no way. That character the fact he's using guns. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so, that, so that's, that's a little weird. That's a little much of a... Str- Man, now all I'm doing is thinking about all these weird things that make no sense, which I literally haven't thought about until right now. Even watching the movie, movie, I didn't think about any of this stuff. And right now, I'm just like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there, the movies are great. <laughs> there, again, with a story like this, it's kind of like Endgame. You know there's going to be some shortcuts oh, and some story convenience that you just have to have with a scale like this you know yeah but no this is oh this is so so great you get to see green lantern or uh you get to see hal jordan go on a suicide mission with this alien spaceship which is the alban sewers ship uh yeah and he just gets eaten immediately which is kind of funny by an aquaman (laughs) like sea monster um like there's not Captain Marvel, it's the Shazam kids, which is interesting because yeah. they all make up one bean, which is kind of weird. And, yeah, that, that kind of threw me off. Um, what are some of the other Captain uh, Captain Cold or no Citizen Cold? That's his yeah. name. Yeah, Citizen Cold is part of the the good guys. That yeah, that little resistance with a couple of the ones I didn't recognize. Um, who's the one that teams up with Batman in the end? Kind of oh, uh, Grifter. Grifter, yeah. That's you cool. That's a cool. That's an underrated DC character. Grifter, Grifter and the Question are two un- very underrated yeah. DC characters which are Definitely very very uh which would fit really well in like if DC did a Marvel Netflix type world yeah. like that You're like right. those characters would all fit really well in that. That would be perfect. That yeah. type of uh that type of world, the the Batman noir type world of of DC which would be cool. Um but yeah, all that's pretty cool. We see Steve Trevor get killed by Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which is freaking nuts. Yeah. That's 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 a very crazy scene to watch unfold. Um Lois Lane is undercover survives with somehow. the Amazons and somehow survives. Ah, eh, she's a survivor. Yeah. If there's ever a survivor that's character, true. it's Lois Lane. That's um true. Man, I'm trying to think. Okay, so there's a cool moment. Flash goes to Batman. It's not Bruce. He thinks it's Bruce. He starts beating the crap out of him because Flash obviously doesn't have his superpowers because right. he's not Flash. And he finally, he very easily convinces Thomas Wayne that he's from a different timeline, like yeah. with no proof or anything. Just <laughs> the fact that he says he knows Bruce. I mean, like Thomas Wayne flips very quickly. I realized this last time watching. And I was like, man, he kind of flipped a little little quickly there but well, I mean, uh, it's like him having the rain i guess also also helps oh well yeah sure um and so the plan is he needs to 
get his powers to run back through time. So he recreates the accident. How does he know exactly the chemicals and everything when it was it happened by accident the first time? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, little little weird, little yeah. little far fetched, but it's fine. I do like the fact that it doesn't work the first time, and he just gets uh, engulfed with flames and almost burns to death. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. You didn't do it yeah. the first time. Um, and then of course, then it works a second time. Um, just in this weird, like, electric chair with a giant... So I guess this Batman just has an electric chair with a giant rod that extends on it. And I, I little, little places just to hold the chemicals perfectly. I mean, I mean it, this seems like a very customized type chair that just kind of happens to be there. I, he could have built it. Who knows? I mean, again, like this doctor, maybe, you know, Dr. Wayne would have some type of chair like that for treatments. And then maybe. And then they tell him, you know, you know, Barry tells him to kind of specify. I could believe Maybe. That. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, second time it works and he gets the speed powers back. Just seems really easy to get these speed powers. Again, they they've got so much story they have to get get to. You know, you gotta you gotta make some shortcuts. Sure, I know it's fine, but I, it was just funny watching. I was like, man, you know, why can't we have a bunch of flashes? All you gotta exactly, do is withstand yeah. some, you know, maybe some bad burns once, and yeah, and a couple people fine. may not. Also, his hair grows back, which always kind of throws me off. Like his hair just is back after he does it the second time. Yeah, like, yeah I get he does your body like, healing, but does that go for hair as well? Because if that's the case, wouldn't your hair just be down to like your feet within a matter of a day, like days? Which is like I give credit to Endgame because like when uh, you know like because Thor is like fat the whole movie, and like when they mm-hmm. when they get to the end and they, like you know they see Thanos there and they're all like suiting up and like okay it's a trap, and like you know Thor like calls down the lightning or whatever. I totally expected him to like snap back to like right, you know. So I like I give them credit for just being like oh his powers can't. You know, magically make him back in shape again. So no, that's kind of like fat. what. Yeah, no, he's still fat when he fights, <laughs> but that's kind of like what happens here, where he's like, "Yep, he's back to normal." Yeah, that's that's a little interesting, but that that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't remember what else I was gonna say. No, no I mean, like th- this movie is sad watching this because you're like, dude, this like live action as like an Infinity War end game type of event would be so freaking epic i mean it'd be awesome it'd be even more be so awesome. i think like i, I mean yes I, yes i think 100 percent. maybe like just like just short of like secret war in terms of like just how epic it could be it's like dude dc like the the dcu like they hinted at it you know they definitely hinted at it, especially with bvs they did it's like i mean with the whole flash going back and warning i guess like and then kind of like the dystopian future where it's batman leading the resistance kind yeah, of but again it's kind of part of it but it's more kind of injustice, though. But like, yeah. oh, we even talk about Superman in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We needed to. Okay. So the ripple that Flash or that the Flash caused through time also made Superman's rocket deviate, and instead of landing in the cornfield, landed in the middle of Metropolis. Yeah. Which I love stories of Superman like this. Yeah. I think it's great. Exactly. And so instead of that, he was found by the government, stuffed in a government lab, and has been there his entire life and they hack in they break in i love when cyborg's like i don't know how this could have happened must be a rogue division of the government and batman's just <laughs> like yeah keep telling yourself that <laughs> yeah it's like oh you're so sweet kid it's like, <laughs> like blind and patriotism yeah. it's pretty funny 
not the government I work for. It's like, yeah, you think they're different ones? Yeah, that that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. And uh, so we see like this skinny, like non human yeah. Superman. It's weird. And it is very weird. And then they release him and he kills everybody. Yeah. And then just leaves and then comes back to save the day. Get, pulls a real Han Solo and yeah. saves save Cyborg in the end. But it doesn't matter because Cyborg yeah, survives. He, and everything doesn't still, save anything. Yeah, not really. Um, but that that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Again. like how like yeah, Superman is really not a factor in this movie. It's like, oh, we can't, you know, this war is going on. It's like because if Superman w- were his natural self, yeah, he would just come down and stop it because, yep. you know, Aquaman, I mean, no, Aquaman can technically make him bleed at least, but it's like, it's, yeah, they wouldn't be able to stop him. So it's like, I mean, that's the only way to actually have a situation like this. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is a really good idea and done. Yeah. Done really well. Um, So, okay. So then we get to the end and that's when we find out that this actually wasn't Professor, D- Professor Zoom. Because Flash can't go back through time because Professor Zoom's there and siphoning off part of the Speed Force. And then we find out that it wasn't actually Zoom who caused all this. It was Barry Allen who went back and saved his mother from being killed. Barry saved his mother. And that caused a ripple in the space-time continuum that affected everything before and after. And is just absolutely brilliant. And you're sitting there with the bad guy. Who wasn't even really the bad guy in this movie? No, but he's he's pretty he's pretty great as a villain. Where he's oh, like, oh gosh, yes. Where he's like, you know, if you he's like, if you let this, you know, if you don't let me go back and fix everything, you're you're just gonna die here. And he's like, oh well. He's like, like totally. Yeah, he, he literally says, oh, and uh, me and the does that, and that means that you now know that you're responsible for the destruction of the entire planet. And he's like, what what do people in this time say? Oh yeah, totally no worth deal. it. Yeah, it's like, dude, that, like, talk about a great villain who's like, doesn't even care if he dies or whatever, as long as, you know, his enemy does not win. It's like, which he oof. says that in the beginning with the bombs. Yeah, yeah. When, exactly. when Flash traps him there as well. And it's like, disarm these bombs or we'll both die. And he's like, oh, and know that you're responsible for the destruction of Central City or your death also, and also the death of Central City. He's like, oh, yeah, that, that I'm fine with that. Yeah, he's, oh, he's it's a really brilliant. underrated villain. Yeah. Oh, no. Professor Zoom, aka Reverse Flash, aka Eobard Thawn, is one of the best. He, he's one of the best all-time villains, and oh, one yeah. of the most underrated villains, I think. For and sure. it's why I'm so happy we got that first season of Arrow, because man, he has done so well in that first. Yeah, season. Not Arrow, you know. not Arrow. Sorry, of Flash, the first, first season of Flash, because he has done That's... so so well in that show. Yeah, surprising. Um. So yeah, that was awesome. I do love the line also when. He tells Thomas Wayne about him, and Tom's like, "What type of name is Eobard?" <laughs> yeah, he's like twenty fifth century type. Yeah, I like that line. That's that's very well, funny. And, and it's pretty badass. It's like you know, again, it's like we we hate Batman killing, but in this universe, you know, it makes sense because yeah, he's a Punisher. And it's like yeah, it's not yeah, Batman. It's Thomas yeah, Wayne. It's not exactly yeah. Zoom. Professor Zoom is using all the speed force. It's like only one of us can use it. Freaking Batman just shoots him in the head. He's like, it's like problem solved. <laughs> you see the just. Hole and his brains just through the thing. Um, That's an awesome shot because you see Batman through the hole of his head. Yeah, as Batman's like dying. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, uh, yeah, just totally unsympathetic. Just like, all right, now you can go. (laughs) It is is a great moment too. You know when he he gives Barry the the letter, but again, like, oh my gosh, I wasn't even I wasn't there yet. 
Oh yeah, but but like just him dying. It's like I wish they kind of lingered on that a little bit. It's like no, yeah, like yeah, by Barry going back, Thomas will never have like a future. And it's like you know him just being like that's fine. It's like you know as long as my son lives, it's like that's to me that's what like Thomas would say. You know. Yeah. Um, no. Exactly. No. I told the whole time he's just he's helping him because he's like I don't care. I'll do whatever I can so that Bruce will be alive. Yeah, it's, it's such a it's such a really cool cool moment and then it just oh t- totally pays off at the end yeah um real quick so what happens at the end uh wonder woman defeats aquaman because superman blasted his arm off with a yeah with his eyes i laser through yeah. so she kills aquaman but at the last second aquaman sets off his, captain I, adam. his final weapon which basically yeah. explodes captain adam which makes this massive nuclear explosion that dis- that destroys the entire world. And yeah. Yeah, not morbid at all. So so Flash yeah. has to run and go back in time and stop his himself. He stops himself from yeah. from saving his mom, which is not quite done as as impressively as the end of the first season of Flash, which is yeah. just beautiful. Where he has to literally stand there and watch his mom get murdered. Yeah, they, they, they cut it short. Yeah, a little bit in the movie. We could have had a little more there. Definitely, Because um, that's yeah. such a big moment, and it's kind oh, of God, yeah. blown over in this, yeah, in this movie. Again, in the first season of Arrow, it's just heartbreaking. It's oh, so, yeah. so good. Um, And then everything's back to normal. And then we have the best scene of the whole movie. Yeah where Flash goes to Bruce and explains what happened and then hands him the letter that Thomas Wayne gave him. You broke the coronal barrier, went back in time, prevented your mother's murder, and completely changed the time stream. Nearly destroying the entire world along the way, yes. There's still something I don't understand. I remember all of it. Not just what happened after I woke up there, but my whole other life. I remember every birthday cake my mother ever baked me. My room. Everything. Perhaps some kind of temporal after effect? Or perhaps it was a gift. Yes, a gift. This is my father's handwriting. It's just oh that is awesome you just have to think about it like how much that means to batman it's like you know where he just idealizes his father and, you know it's his whole freaking motivation for being batman and to be and to, like to receive something from him that he actually wrote like a, a yep. like you know just hearing his voice again it's like hey like he like he's like crying and he's just like especially again with Co- kevin conroy doing the <sighs> voice it's like oh get you right in the feels beautiful oh it's so good it's yeah. so good you, you never to, see would, batman cry i would like to have like heard the letter or at least seen what no he wrote. no i like it i like it so much more the way it was uh you're right yeah you're probably right all you see is just love, love always yeah. thomas yeah Wayne. right oh that is just great that's the, a good point the two tears drop on it. it's just it's fantastic yeah oh it's so good 
Um, yeah, so this movie came out in 2013, July okay. 30th, 2013. It, it, I don't know if it was released in theaters or not. I don't think it was. Yeah, although this thing is here that says, like, box office. Uh, and let me see. Do, 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 do. I, don't know. I mean, granted, that was the year I, I went into the Army, so I wouldn't have heard, but. I don't, yeah, I don't think it did because I would have remembered seeing, I would have yeah, gone to see this in theaters. For but, sure. Uh, it was made for about three and a half million dollars and it made over four and a half million dollars. Okay. Um, at least has made that. Uh, it says box office on here, but I assume that just means the video sales. Yeah, I don't know how they record that. Which, uh, not bad though for a direct to video movie at all. Oh. Um, and uh, it's very widely praised. Obviously, like we're like we're giving it this movie on uh, IMDb eight point one out nice. of almost thirty nine thousand reviews, eight point one out of ten. And yes. then on Rotten Tomatoes, hundred percent critic rating, but there's only really? five critics on wow. here. And then ninety two percent audience score with a little uh, with almost six thousand reviews nice. in. So I mean, people. People like this movie, 3.7 on Letterboxd, with the average score being about a right around a 4. There's more 4 stars than anything in the other uh, score. So, people agree. Really well done movie. Absolutely. And uh, definitely definitely one of uh, one of the best. That's, that's here's, hold, here's holding out hope that one day DC will, will be in leagues with Marvel and we can see an event like this film, but in live action. That's the dream, man. That is. It, it literally is. I don't think it'll ever happen, though. At nope. least not for a very, very long time. Because, again, we've even talked about it. DC's going more of the solo film route, which I think is the right move, especially Well, yeah, right if, if, you can't, if you can't handle it, yeah, it's like, yeah, it goes safe and sorry. But, but hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully one day they'll be able to pull something like this off. Here's open. And, uh... Yeah, so I don't know what else we really can say about this movie. Oh, go see it if you haven't. Good God! Oh, yeah, definitely see this movie if you haven't already. It's 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 probably the best non-Batman animated DC movie that has been made. Um, definitely. Again, we've done the three non-direct Batman movies: uh, Batman, Superman, Apocalypse, which of course are a lot of Batman, and same with Justice League Doom. But this is the other one. Those are the three non-direct Batman, like just directly Batman animated movies that I would consider the, to be the best. For sure. And they're just fantastic. So, all right, Ian, now... Our part. We got to make a decision of what direction we want to go to next. Obviously, there's more animated DC movies with Batman in them. None of them are as good as these three. Ah. So we could either do that... Or we could do a move to TV. That's the other. That's the other thing we could do. We got Batman, the Bulldozer Batman series. We got Batman the animated series. We got Batman Beyond. We got Batman Brave and the Bold. I don't really care about the Batman TV show all that much. I know you don't. Um, yeah. So we got a lot of options. So one thing I was thinking about, which we've talked about before is we could start maybe alternating between the Adam West Batman show and the Batman animated series doing like two two or four episodes at a time. 
uh, for like the um, Adam West show. Obviously, each episode is split into two parts, or each right. story is into two parts. So it'd be like two of those, and then four animated series episodes, which are each twenty minutes. Or and just alternate weeks to do both at once, or we could just pick one and do them all. And then we can also make a decision whether we want to do them in order or just pick random episodes. We got a lot of we got a lot of choices here. We um, do. Personally, I would like to go in order. Yeah. Of a, of either show or however we want to do it. But then the kind of the thing is, do we want to just stick with one or alternate between two to to I, vary it up? I'm not sure. I think maybe do in order for sure, but maybe alternate. Because, okay. I mean, there, there's a lot of, you know, the animated series episodes to go through. There, Yeah, there are. It's like, I don't remember how many. hundred. Oh, I mean, it was four seasons, yeah. It's a hundred, yeah. Not including, yeah. hundred, uh, yeah. The first one's like, the first one's like 60 episodes. And yeah. I don't, I don't even know. How, I don't remember how it breaks down. It's confusing. But there's, there, there's a lot of episodes of that. And a lot of episodes of Batman, the original TV show as well. Because that second season is like two seasons long. Sure, which yeah. is kind of weird. The second season's like went on for two years, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, all right, so do you want to just do them both at the same time, and we'll just alternate? One week will be Adam West, next week will be Batman animated series. Yeah, why not? Okay, sounds like fun. And then we don't have to worry about what we're doing for a very long, long, long time. Sure, and then if something does happen, like a I don't know, big comic book movie comes out. Oh yeah, of course we, we can. Just yeah, do we can always. Yeah. That. Okay. All right. I'm down with that. So, do you want to start with the animated series or the Adam West show? Uh, your call. Hmm. I'm gonna go Adam West show. I figured you would. Yep. I think that's a good way to start. Why not? And uh, so that's what we're gonna do. You guys heard us decide in uh, real time, although it's not real time because it's the day before the episode's <laughs> actually coming out. Um. But uh, so we're gonna start. With the first two episodes of the Adam West Batman TV show series. And let me see. The first one is High Diddle Riddle. And yeah, it's High Diddle Riddle and Smack in the Middle. Because each episode is two parts. And then Fine Feathered Finks and the Penguins a Jinx. Uh, They all rhyme too, which is another thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Which is great. So I've seen the first season a bunch of times. Um, I've seen most of the second season. I haven't seen all of the second season or all of the third season. Yeah, I haven't quite watched every single episode of this show. Oh, I'm I'm shocked. I know, I know, I know. Uh, There's a lot of episodes, though, Ian. There are. I I, I haven't seen all of them. We're going to start off, though, with my favorite episode, which is the first episode. That is is my favorite one. Frank Gorshin's Riddler is the best villain in the show. Absolutely. So that's a big, that's a big, well, I mean... If 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 anyone argued Burgess Meredith, I would not argue them on sure. that because he's outstanding as well. But my personal favorite is Frank Gorchin's Riddler. Yeah, mine too. So that is that's that's gonna be great. Basically, the first episode had like half of the iconic things in this show. Yeah, what like what people remember? Yeah, yeah, the Batusi, all that stuff is in the first episode, which is just a perfect way to start. So, oh, yeah. uh, so that's what we're gonna do. We'll do those first two episodes, the Riddler. And the penguins uh, episode, so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm excited yeah. to to rewatch those for sure. For sure. All right. I don't have anything else, Ian. I know. I think we've rambled enough. 
All right. Well, make sure and follow the podcast on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Um, that's where we post all the links to the episodes, updates on what we're doing, and just other random Batman stuff and superhero stuff and just anything else on there. Ian, I need to give Ian the login for the Twitter so you can post on there also if you want, although you're never on Twitter anyway. so I know. Like Lately, I've been so pessimistic. Like, every time I go on Twitter, it's always like, hot take or like you know or it's like cool to hate endgame now i'm just like oh i can't but every now every now and then i'll post a little a little nugget like the freaking uh batman audition video which i found that yeah that was great i i've seen that before but it's been I, so I had long it. i think i know i've seen christian bales i don't think i've seen the other two though i think that yeah was I, I definitely didn't see those yeah so that was that was pretty cool seeing yeah. uh zillian murphy and i don't even Ian remember Bailey. who the guy was yeah. And it was just like, okay, yes, Christian Bale, right choice. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we post a bunch of stuff. On, well, not a bunch of stuff. I post some stuff on that, I'll post on that Twitter page. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. Where he posts once every week or so and never retweets the episode posts. I do. I just later. <laughs> Very rarely or like three days later. Three but days later. Yeah, that, usually. <laughs> you know, that, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and do that. Leave us a rating review on iTunes as well. That always helps. So that does it for this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders View. Thanks so much for listening. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week.